Adventures of the Podcast Dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danley. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, on the beautiful west coast of, uh, of America. Um, America, the, 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 the fun place. I, 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 yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, Graham, how's the, how's the east coast? Well, you don't listen to any of my pre-show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The, the, se- the second no, I started good. to talk to you, I immediately I immediately <laughs> was like, oh, fuck. All right. No, it's cool. Uh, I actually spent today, uh, I, I picked up a stroller this morning, picked up a kid at a, at, at a park, in a camp, at a camp in a park, uh, got uh, popsicles, brought him home, swam, in his pool outside he swam i okay. just watched that he okay. didn't drown okay. first of all can we back up I, I think that in this day and age you need to preface this for the first time listeners of the show that that you are a nanny <laughs> and that oh, you are not just like like you're not My just mom like said the same thing yeah you're not just <laughs> randomly walking around new york city taking kids to swimming pools like that yes, uh, yeah i do I, I i i watch children uh for my job during the day right. and cats so no today was uh two different sets of families with kids and then a set with cats and i finally just got home so that was my day <laughs> jonas how's the other side of brooklyn uh, it's been good um i uh i i had a lot of at-home work today um i only got to go outside once today and that was fine because it was 90 something degrees outside so i was like yeah that's cool i can just go back inside um i just i, I had so much photo and video stuff to do today and it was a very media heavy day today uh, for old Jonas. So yeah, it was good. That's excellent. Uh, that's that's pretty. That's good shit. That's good. Uh, good media heavy. I I work from home now, so I pretty much sit. Actually, there's there's now like four monitors in my room. And I'm actually, I feel, quite jealous of that. And I'm fully um and I'm fully like on board with it. Like in fact, I may never re- like leave this room again. Like I might just <laughs> I just might like you know what I mean. I don't have any need to. I can order things from like the computer. I can I can do things like I don't I don't need I don't need any of y'all. You know what I mean? Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do to talk outside. on this through the computer. But let me tell you about how uh, how that that is totally feasible, even if you like movies and new movies. Mm-hmm. There's this great thing that I've <laughs> discovered recently uh, called like online festivals, streaming festivals, popcorn mm-hmm. frights and um, uh, 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 another one. I can't even remember. I think it's actually the one that I saw our guests at. Uh, so, um, <laughs> but I, at one of these festivals, I watch all the movies. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's like a hundred bucks. You watch like 15 to 20 movies plus shorts. And I watched this last festival. I don't. I should figure out which one it was. I'll figure that out. But <clears throat> this movie came on about two thirds of the way through, and blew my fucking mind more than anybody. It was Panic Fest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it actually awesome. what Graham is doing right now. <laughs> yes. So, a hundred percent. But this movie fucking blew my mind. Um, it was 
one of the most brutal, unflinching, relentlessly heartless <laughs> almost movie. And I am usually so against that. You can ask, there's a, a movie that almost broke up this podcast because it had so little, it was so mean spirited. So and I'm a, not usually good. Yeah. It was speak no evil, but yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, great. I didn't, I didn't think we could say that name anymore. <laughs> I don't like it. Anyway, that movie really fucked me up. I was bummed out because it, it, it was just no heart. No, it was just meanness. And then I saw this movie and I can't say that this wasn't, but it fucking blew my mind. It's one of the most beautiful. It's a different flavor of, of brutality. Different flavor of meat. I've ever <laughs> seen. It. It's called Beaten to Death. And it's directed and written by Sam Curtin, who we have on here today from Australia. And I'm so excited. How are you, Sam? I'm from Tasmania. Let's say Tasmania. This was, I'm sorry. Tasmania. Like such a rad, such a rad place to be from. You can't blow that. You know what I mean? Like Tasmania. You're right, you're right. Tasmania. <laughs> Yes, that's right. The cold, dirty south of Australia. The little island <laughs> bottom. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Looking forward to it. Fuck yeah, man. Awesome. I love that Tasmania, by the way, is the most metal horror name of any town, city, continent, country, whatever the fuck. You, like, all, sure. <laughs> it really is. Like the Tasmanian Great. devil, that's what we always remember as a kid of the thing oh, yeah. that just comes in and destroys everything. We're just like, yeah, Tasmania. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, so, yeah, so I saw Beaten to Death, and it's basically the story of um, a dude who is just beaten to death, basically, throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just beaten throughout the whole movie, and it's, and it's really brutal. And so can you tell us a little bit about the story? Yeah, yeah. So the title, basically with our movie, what you see with the title is what you get. So it's the story of a fellow called Jack who goes into the outback of Tasmania. He comes across some bad dudes. He has a little bit of an unfortunate account encounter and he ends up with his eyes gouged out and then he needs to find his way back home through the wilderness. It's, it's, mm. it's kind of like it's, it's, it's brutal violence mixed with like uh, survival. Um, yeah. And I think... Combining those two, we've got something a little bit unique in that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's why Ryan brought up, like, why I might prefer this over something like Spe Speak No Evil. Um, and it's because um, of what you just said, like, the it's it's brutal, but there's, like, the survivalist part of it sort of, like, makes that easier to watch for some reason or so, in, more interesting <laughs> i i mean i'd like to say that like like you know like i don't want to, to scare people off from this movie who don't like this sort of things because there is this movie is fun you know what i mean like it's a fun <laughs> it's a fun like i i know you've heard about like a guy getting beaten and his eyes gouged out and this and that but the movie is fun and continues to be like like so like so so insane that it like it, it, it like absurd is the wrong word but like it's it, but more like an absurdist like view of like insanity and i and i just think it's really great because it's like it's like it, it's 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 a hard it's a hardcore movie and um i would love to have seen you pitch this movie that's 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 <laughs> what I, <laughs> this movie is like this movie is jack's series of unfortunate events that's what it is it just every time he gets up and goes to another thing it's just like 
Ah, uh, <laughs> fuck! It was. It's worse now. It was better yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess like um, you know, fun might not be the the right word, but like when we wrote, because it was like such a you know sort of extreme title, we found it like that we could be kind of playful with it. That just when you think, oh, here we go, he's he might be getting out of it. You pull out the rug again, and then oh no, he's been buried. Oh, Remember oh. the title. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, like the movie is like it does take itself seriously, but um, and it's not like jokey or anything like that or tongue in cheek. But I think there are a few little moments like just sort of speckled throughout where you're like, oh yeah, I kind of get it that that these guys are being a little bit playful as well sure right i mean it's not not to say not to say right it's not a tongue-in-cheek movie at all it's just like it is just at some point you're like this dude has been through it and um he continues to go through it and uh at, at every point um one thing that i really liked about it is that i live in oregon which is like uh, kind of like one of the meth capitals of uh, of, the, <laughs> uh, of America, and what I like to see was that there was meth in in Australia, in Tasmania. Like I just I just hadn't, I, I you well, know like it, it, we're, it's a common thread between cultures. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fun fact: So we don't call it meth here; we call it ice. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I no. knew that. Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> you know, it's a similar sort of thing. It's like they say there's like goes through the regional areas. Right. I, yeah. I I feel like you have to change the name because the word methamphetamine said with an Australian accent <laughs> makes it very much not jarring. Like it sounds almost like something that you would give a child. Like, it's, just, it's got a very jaunty sound to it when you have an accent at all, really, to the word. But Can saying it, it in just an American accent, it just it sounds very like, oh yeah, that person's teeth are gonna fall out. Like, it's not good. If you did like a like a heavy Australian accent, like ah, oh, you got some meth, mate. Maybe it could work. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, what I my favorite part of the movie was the it, because it was so brutal. It was also oddly enough shot gorgeously. Yeah, like every angle is like to the T perfect. There's something about the tone and the color scheme of every single moment in that movie that is fucking perfect and beautiful like it almost glistens in how some of the even the the gross brutal parts there's like a gorgeousness to it almost and that's strictly through the the eyes of your of your lens and just fucking rad on that that was easily i think that's why i was so in awe of it because i was like this is brutal as fuck but gorgeous like and it's intercut there's these great shots of like silhouettes against the skyline and stuff of jack and it's just really beautiful through the whole thing too yeah oh thank you i guess like um yeah there's that whole like beauty and the brutality thing um but a lot of like sort of where that comes from like we were a really low budget like we were a micro budget movie um and so with this one because of the way that we were going to shoot it i decided that i was going to shoot it myself and i'm not a cinematographer right but I know where I grew up and we shot this around where we grew up and so much of your cinematography is picking the right locations um, and right time of day. So we shot this in like sort of the centre of Tasmania and that's uh, where my family's from, where I grew up. We know a lot of people that have properties there and so like whether it was the dingy old farmhouses, like they were just 
kind of what they were. Like we didn't bring anything in. Like that was all there and natural. Mm -hmm. And I think it's sort of better than, you know, what you could have done if you had have tried to. Yeah. It felt super realistic. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Time of day. And like um, we shot in the middle of winter. So I think the sun stays pretty low, like all through the day. And um, yeah, I guess it's just, um, it's it's just knowing knowing my hometown <laughs> I mean, because it really i mean it really it's amazing that you you know shot it and not a cinematographer because it is really like beautiful like the the way it's shot and the sort of like muddled muddled like like sort of like uh like the sort of like almost uh bleached out kind of like sun look to it is is really is really nice and uh and oddly soothing while watching so like the juxtaposition is is really great and you know what i mean so it's uh because it is a, like soothing on that level like everything's beautiful there it makes you want to go there like you know what i mean like you know um um uh, we're, half half meth well travel um but it's um, <laughs> um um but it's a um it's uh yeah you uh you really you really pulled you really pulled that off because like i think that that like these are the kinds of things that make like a ultimately like a movie like that like so much more I mean, I can watch anything. Like, I can. I'm good with watching like tough stuff. And um, but it is uh, it is nice to watch uh, something that's tough, but then has like these particularly like gorgeous pieces to it. And so that's uh, that's pretty cool. You are you are fortunate to grow up in such a beautiful place. So <laughs> I want to yeah, even also those drone shots were like I, I'm usually not the biggest fan but like the dead at center above drone shots like were fucking cool as hell mm-hmm. just with the the way they would like expose like just the the car tracks coming around the farms and stuff and the other trucks and stuff it was so cool i loved it i grew up in in vermont on a farm so yeah, cool. i i also kind of know that area but it was all hilly where i was this was pretty flat and just very cool i loved it so one but there's a lot I, of mountains there too i guess <laughs> i just i want to mention this because after watching the movie i can now pretty much unequivocally say that australian horror films are now some of my favorite universally and half of that reason is because like tonally because of how beautiful australia is it lends itself to like some really cool stuff with horror films. So like now your movie is in the same leagues as the Snowtown murders and Wolf Creek and Wolf Creek two and fucking the Nightingale. And like these movies that have these backdrops that like, even if horrific stuff is happening, like you have this, uh, it's scenery is what it is. I mean, literally as you're looking at it, you know, with what you did with the, with the filming of this one is you took, brutality to a point of extreme like to be an understatement and you took it to where it's like visually accessible to i mean honestly any horror fan really would be able to watch this and be like i can actually sit here and watch this like the whole way through with how brutal it is and not be turned off from it because you know i mean some horror fans are not into like the super brutal stuff and it might make them turn away but what you did with beaten to death man that i feel like this is going to be something that once people are allowed to see it like you know once it's outside of just the festival circuits this is going to be a massive horror hit i feel like it's just people are going to love it yeah thanks man yeah no that's that's really nice um yeah i guess um australian horror is just that little bit unique like because i think it is quite heavily influenced on american stuff but it does have our own 
spin on it. And it's then, that location, man. Yeah. <laughs> also, you, your country is like constantly on fire and made of <laughs> monsters. <laughs> it's very isolated. Like that's just a. <laughs> Yeah. You guys do well, you live in horror in horror stuff. <laughs> like you have spiders that would make me fucking like you have literally just spiders that would make me go, I'm gonna move to a different fucking planet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole like everything is gonna kill you thing. Like it's a little bit overblown. Like you guys have like bears and mountain lions and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. See, I've see I've seen bears and mountain lions. I grew up in Colorado and like I've seen a bunch of those there and uh, they want nothing to do with you. Like you can come out and like a bear like, the, like yeah. a bear just wants your garbage and then they split. And a mountain lion like pretty much just wants you. The only reason like a mountain lion is going to like front on you is cuz it just wants you away from it you know what i mean yeah. so like it it's, thinks it's, you're gonna get its food australia just seems like the kind of place where it's like i've seen like kangaroos beating up people i've seen um, <laughs> i've seen i've seen big muscly mean ass looking kangaroos um a kangaroo yeah. in and of itself is a terrifying creature because it's like you know like <laughs> it's like a like a look like at it's like a super deer it's like a, we're it's raised like a, to think like they're cute oh they got a pouch they no like, yeah we're no, raised to, then, then you start looking at them you're like man that thing's kind of fucked up and um <laughs> um it's a bang energy deer it's yeah, what but, it uh, right exactly <laughs> we uh that's, that's hilarious um but we uh you know I think that like and we talk about this with New Zealand folks too and I think just in that in that general there is like there's a certain gravity to movies and to people there for the um um I've always uh um I've always been told that I would make a good Australian by other Australians just because of like uh, <laughs> but um but there is which is like the greatest like Americans would love to be told that we would be better someplace else anywhere uh, else. anywhere else like that's just <laughs> yeah. how we are like, please um, take me away from oh here. you know what like, you fit in really good in like South Poland I'd be like fuck yeah that sounds great um, but uh, <laughs> but um but like there's i think there's just something about being like there's just like something there like that just adds like a, a, a specific gra uh gravity what's the what's the movie with the with the woman who goes on the date with the guy the prom date and then keeps him like in the in the pit uh, in the, the loved ones the loved ones yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my new director oh really what's that <laughs> really yeah well that's so good that's awesome yeah we're big we're big loved ones actually that was going to be the initial um review on this uh, on this show was that movie um when we first started i, uh, I have pushed that movie on so many people yeah, and so it has been a legit split 50 50 of thank you so much and how fucking dare you like <laughs> i'm like i have to watch well. it again because it bored me so, i'll watch it again but, uh, fucking, dude, she jeffrey dahmer's a guy's head with a drill like, <laughs> i know but it's just i don't want to get into that okay that's but uh, but um, but um but we um there's just something about the down there that's really awesome and then we'll um so i'm really uh it's, it's cool to do that like so how do you like how do you dream this up did you just say to yourself i want something that's like kind of a i mean i don't want to say it's singular act but like it's like it's it's one one constant motion throughout the whole like how do you how do you as a writer as somebody who writes himself like how do you how do you do how do you do that you know what i mean sit down and say to yourself like okay i'm gonna sit down and just write like how did you vision that so I do my writing with my writing and, writing and producing partner, Benjamin Jung-Clark, who I'll refer to a few times, probably Benny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, we've been, we're, we've been friends since way back and same with, with Tom Roach, the lead. We all went to school together and we've done the movies. 
um, since then. Um, so riding with Benny, we are horror fans from way back, you know, just like yourselves. And um, we just have fun with it. Like, and so when you're riding with someone, you're constantly trying to like one up one another. So like, you know, I might come up with, oh, let's cut out one of his eyes. And then Benny will say, no, let's cut out both of his eyes and then let's crucify him and bury him and, and this and that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it almost becomes like a competition, like who who can one up the other one. Um, and, and it makes it fun. Yeah, um, uh, no, clearly because, I mean, like, like, and that's why I say the movie's fun because it feels... Yeah, because it seems like... Yeah, like you're like make. yeah, you're, you're like having fun. Like, what else can we throw at this guy? You know what I mean? Like, oh, here's a new set of people that he's going to run into. Is this going to work out for him? Uh, I, I guess they're all brothers or something. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, here's uh, a, here's what I think the difference is between something like this being considered fun, even though it's like ridiculously brutal, compared to something like a speak no evil. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> when you sit down and you formulate a movie like Speak No Evil in your head it's fucking mean like it's mean it's mean spirited <laughs> it's evil it's like there's nothing about that that you sit down and go this has been a fun writing session whereas with this like you it's almost like you sit down and you go like you said one up like all right we're gonna cut his eyes out with your but buddy now, yeah 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 it, like it's just you and a homie going back and forth being like oh i got something for you you know like that type of thing <laughs> and that is almost cathartic like as a horror fan but also as like if you're sitting there writing something especially if you have this vision in your head like that is fun like you get uh you get you know something out of that which i think is very cool yeah yeah definitely definitely i i wouldn't want it any other way i, I i'm a big fan of collaboration and so like on this um having casting tom roach in it as well like we brought him in um who was like, incredible <laughs> just yeah, yeah. unreal like how do you do that as an actor, oh, how do you do that <laughs> I, I don't know like I'm, I'm blown away by his performance so he was in our first movie blood hunt and he played the lead bad guy um but doesn't consider himself an actor and we're all like man you are so good like like do this <laughs> but he's like well, you know, maybe if you got something else, <laughs> right, if out of his mind, you are listening. To... Like, please give the man a shot. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. and just yeah. like he was, he was good in all sorts of different, uh, uh, like, like just emotions and stuff. But, but just the, the, what he, what it looked like he had to go through, and the way he sold it in every movement and everything. Like, I hurt. Like my bones hurt just watching mm -hmm. him walk <laughs> it was yeah. so rough but um i do have one question um and you can you know not answer if you want to but uh is it job is it about job is it the story of job like a religious thing okay i don't really know the story of job <laughs> okay uh, someone did mention something to me is that the one that got blinded and had to find their way out of well, I guess I don't really know the story either. One of these two might, but it's basically he was just tested by God over and over. Like his mm -hmm. family was killed, like everything just happened to him. And 
that was it. <laughs> Me and Ryan both just looked at each other like, fuck, we don't know about that. Well, yeah, why are you saying that I might know about nope. it? Like, I don't I know. know. Like, they don't let I me in a the, church. My I wife the- and I watched it. We watched it at the fest, and she was like, oh, this is a story of Job. Because there's parts where it looks, it feels biblical in some of the scenes, like when he's kneeling in front of what looks like a cross. And like, <laughs> and even the, the silhouette against the sun sort of felt like a biblical thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. And yeah, just the way he's tested throughout over and over and worse and worse felt like she was like oh this is the story of job and i was like oh it doesn't feel religious at all but like maybe it's just the story of job (laughs) do you know how pissed off i would be at the end of it if the ending of the movie came around and it was jesus the whole time (laughs) i'd be so furious (laughs) Uh, you, you are close though when he started writing we actually did realize that this that there are sort of somewhat biblical aspects to it because um, the man is beaten, tortured. He rises from the grave. Um, if you don't hear spoilers, block your ears. He's stabbed in, in the side. Uh, it's those true. Yeah. It was almost like the, like God's eye in that sunrise scene. It does have like that big epic biblical quality. So you are close. You are very <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. It's the story of Job, but yeah, there were those sorts of elements to it. We were like, hey, this is a little bit biblical. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. a bit Christy. <laughs> yeah, a well, bit I love Christy. that. I, I kind of like this. Like, there's been a few movies now where they're they're doing stories from the Bible, but they're not religious at all, which I, mm. I yeah. prefer, you know, like uh knock yeah. on the cabin door or whatever it was mm. called with Batista and stuff. I thought that was great. I love that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. really great. <laughs> it was a little religious, but it was kind of just straight up a great movie. So Te- yeah. technically, my favorite movie of all time is religious, which is or like it has religious overtones, which is Robocop. Uh, because <laughs> sometimes Jesus comes back from the dead to shoot guys in the dick. Um, so, um, so um, yeah, I mean, he even walks on water. Robocop even walks on water um, at one point. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't catch any of that in it. I just enjoyed it for its, uh, for its, uh, um, you know, like it really, I thought a lot about you pitching it like, um, okay. Um, so, so, so what's the plot? Okay, so that happens again. Okay, um, <laughs> and then um, is there a female lead? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, kind, a whole lot of talk. I mean, kind, kind of, kind of. You know what I mean? So you know, <laughs> yeah. Poor Nicole, our female lead. Like for the first few days, it was just like, okay, you're a dead body. You're a dead body again. And again, so it wasn't until like towards the end that she actually got to say some lines. She was uh, she was very well cast um, because she actually looked like like she looked like a, a, this sounds such a weird thing, but she looks like like a real person. You know what I mean? Like a, like a yeah. real human being, and like and it came across uh, and it came across very well. So I. Uh, yeah, I uh, I love it. So, is there going to be a beaten to death too? Is that uh, too early for <laughs> for? <laughs> Well, I mean, we, were, sorry, we may have seen him rise, rise from the grave once. Maybe he could do it again. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. 
you could I, do a beaten to death series with just different people being beaten to death in similar <laughs> scenarios and similar yeah. picturesque countries. Like like an anthology thing almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This guy's getting beaten to death in Versailles. Like, you know, like <laughs> death in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I always uh, go to space. I really enjoy the actor David Tracy in it. I I feel like I've seen oh, him yeah. in something before, but he like is so he was so per- like a the casting is fantastic through and through um just like with her and and with him like he is so like like exactly what you wanted for that part like you know like maybe it's the, the brother who's like a little bit more together but like he's still you know what i mean like it, like the, the vibe was really was really uh, was really solid and uh um like how did how did that process go of like like how do you like because when they when they read for that like that's got to be a funny script for them to read you know what i mean like uh the headshots i really love the headshots uh speech oh, yeah okay. yeah the headshots yeah yeah well, that one yeah that's that's the sort of thing where um where benny wrote that um that that monologue and i was like man that's awesome but um to to answer your question about the casting in this like we really want to to cast like blokey blokes you know sure um and so we 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 found that in in dave tracy and we found that in justin who played ricky who i actually went to primary school with or uh grade school with Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah so i mean what their first reactions were when they read it i don't know i think they were just (laughs) they, they were just keen to get in and give it a crack i suppose and um and i think they did phenomenal like um, because I think it's it's really when it comes to Australian movies, when someone's trying to act like that blokey bloke and they're not sort of quite that, mm-hmm. you can see it all pretty quickly. Sure. Um, but Justin and Dave and their big man, big old manly beards, <laughs> right? I, I think um, just fitted in perfect, perfect for for the characters. Yeah, you can't fake blokey bloke. You gotta, you gotta have like a little of that in your blood. You know what I mean? As, a, as somebody, did as, so, as somebody who has a little bit of that in his blood, you can like see right through it when it's uh, when it's uh, when it's good. So, uh, um, are, are they are they bogans there? Is that what the yeah. term is? That is that the term? <laughs> you could you could ask Yeah. <laughs> well well <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, I like to call people here bogans because it's like um it's like I'm being smart. Um but it's um, <laughs> uh, um it's like I'm being smart. And, Bogan and, is kind of less country and more white trash. Sure. Here, I guess. Sure. Yeah, okay. but you can get bogans in the city as well. Yeah, okay. See, I'm, okay. I, I'm fully bo- fully bogan then because I'm a I'm a city dwelling bogan. Um but um <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> so, so what so you've done how many movies have you done totally? Three. Three. Yep. So and... they've all been um micro budgeted, shot uh within our own ha- hometown. Um, a lot of uh friends in the cast and crew and that sort of thing. Blood nice. Hunt and the Slaughterhouse Killer. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. Th- they're both available on Tubi for our listeners as oh, well. Wow. So very cool. nice. Yeah. Um I'll so... be watching them tonight, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. What what um what has kept you how's that well then we'll go there in a second um but uh what has like have you learning a lot per, through, i'm not sure you're learning a lot from every movie but like what did you what do you what's the because because beat to death is a very like fully done film 
You know what I yeah, mean? Like it feels it's, fully accomplished. It's fully accomplished. There's no like the gas is on from the beginning. And I mean, like, you know, honestly, like as somebody like as mentioned earlier who writes myself, like it that can be hard. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no fat on this film. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like it's it is like it is like bam, 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 bam. And um, you know, like uh did you have like a writing background or is that just like how you you know, you and Benny, did you guys like or is that just uh, is that just do you just flow like that? You know, I mean like yeah, you do learn everything with each movie that you make, and that's you know, the technical and the creative side, but I honestly think, and I, I don't know if this sounds a little bit fluffy, but it's just like your passion for the movies, for us at least, is is the thing that just like has driven us so hard, you know? So like even when things aren't looking great or, or might not be going your way or whatever, like just that sheer love for your movies and like that hunger to get better, that hunger to learn more, that hunger to write better, like all of that um, is is kind of what what drives us, I think um that's it seems very uh just you you, you've you've got it the movie blew me away because the the more you're talking it it sounds like you had a very small budget and you worked with no real professionals (laughs) you know like you just went in and nothing feels like left out or like gone over or like skipped or patched because of like something didn't go right during production or whatever like there's always especially in early especially in low budget and especially in uh movies where there's a lot of unprofessional not unprofessional but you know new to the to the work yeah and there doesn't it looks like it was fucking you nailed it from the go you know take one and off and like it feels like you nailed everything you were looking for and that's i don't know if you did but that's what it felt like and that's i think an amazing thing to get like yeah yeah it felt perfectly thought out all the well all the way through yeah well i guess like from the slaughterhouse killer when we looked at that there were a few things that we didn't like we're still happy with the movie but a, a lot of things that we didn't quite nail whereas with this what we wrote down and what our vision for the movie was like that basically is what you see on screen. And so like, so rad. So yeah, like that is, that's, that's a great feeling to just like think, okay, this was the vision and we got there. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Well, Uh, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite films of this year. He actually, actually, when when he first saw it, he was on a mission to to talk to you because he was so excited about the movie. Since I saw it at Panic Fest, I've been writing you, I've been telling them, I've been getting this. So so I have a question on this, uh, and spoiler alert if anybody does not want to be spoiled by this, but with the title of the movie, there's certain movies that have a title similar to this that basically give away the ending, so to speak. So it's hard to pull that off. A lot of times um the few times that it has been pulled off you have like john dies at the end like that was a good great movie and it made sense blah 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 blah. and he dies at the end (laughs) yeah 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 all of it like the title made sense and there's also another one that i think is underrated but also a very good movie called no one lives and it literally is that like fucking everybody dies in this movie but it's a very good movie like you know it fucking does the thing so when you were like the title makes perfect sense for everything about the movie, but was there ever a time where you thought about maybe doing a different title that didn't essentially give away the end or was it so, this the whole time? It was pretty early on. So like 
when after we came up with the initial concept um i wanted it to have like a really strong like hard hitting title and um i was thinking of the movie speed how like speed the, the title of speed basically is describing the movie right yeah. um and so Sorry. i was thinking like hit punch beat beaten beaten to death that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah and yeah it uh it is it is yeah it's um it is very descriptive of the of the whole thing um what kind of movies did you grow up on um like that sort of like can like like that accumulated into this into this piece like yeah yeah so back when i was younger um my mum didn't like me watching violent movies. She'd take mm. me to the video shop. How'd that work out, mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens um, when you don't let your kids watch the movies they want to watch. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so it sort of wasn't until like into my teens um, that I actually started getting into horror and um, action and that kind of thing. And I think it was because I'd been held back for so long that when I was finally old enough to watch those movies i was just like catching up on everything that all the kids had been talking about that sounded so cool so like predator he shoots him shoots his arm off and highlander they chop their heads off and (laughs) um and then when i met benny and roach those guys were really into horror and that's what we all bonded over so it was um actually before roach and i even knew each other properly um, he called me Evil Dead guy because he knew that <laughs> that I liked Evil Dead. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So it was you know, then it was Dawn of the Dead, The Exorcist, and catching up on all of of those kinds of classics. Yeah, it it feels like it feels like that that like you kind of like because as somebody who like loves movie violence, you know, like um, I can when I watch a movie, like I can just tell like how much like. Like, like, like my dream job would be like writing, being like in the writing room on like, uh, like a Final Destination movie. Like, let's just think of like cool deaths. You know what I mean? Like, let's think of like, cool. But like you kind of like you, you kind of even like boiled it down, like reduced it to like a different even like sort of like, we're not going to even fuck with all this, like this other stuff and like, and, and frills, we're going to do this. And like, you sort of like took all like the, the violent parts of films that we like and you sort of compile, compiled it into like 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 kind of like a cool like montage with a storyline it's um it's a uh, it's really it's really fucking great it's like an australian ninja warrior course of violence <laughs> Just, like, you have to go through the whole thing and like also that's like this movie has like a little bit it has like that texas chainsaw massacre patina to it like it has that yeah. kind of that look of like that grit that grime and it's like got it's like not even a grindhouse feel it literally looks like a dirty movie in the best way like it looks like a movie that is supposed to be called beaten to death like you know it has like you don't shy away from it in your filming and it's like we were saying earlier you've got like the beautiful backdrops of australia and all that stuff but the movie itself feels like you're watching a movie that has that title like you can and it does a good thing because it engrosses you in the movie and makes you kind of feel it more which is like that's always been like the argument about texas chainsaw massacre and why people don't like the remake is because it's too shiny it's not gritty anymore you know and like the first two they're grungy as fuck and they're great you know like so it's uh you did a uh, such a good thing with the way you made this movie and uh yeah just kudos to you on it man it just it looks it really looks just fantastic everything about it 
Yeah, cool. Well, um, I guess to mention Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we kind of realised through the process that um, I think that we sort of got a lot of inspiration from like your 70s kind of rough and ready horrors. So whether it is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or a Last House on the Left type thing, mm-hmm. um, as well as like the kind of violence in like your French New York stream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we sort of combined that a little. Um, but then, yeah, as far as the aesthetic goes, I, I think... Um, for me, a, a lot of more recent horror movies, I don't love that slick digital look. I, I feel like it detracts a little bit for like for my own personal sure. taste. Um, yeah, and so I think that again, um, us going through this style of production, and you don't have the whole like um, big filmmaking machine behind you, everything's going to be just a little bit different, and and you've got a bit more control over your own tastes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, that's why I think it looks beautiful because you can see the art behind it. Like I'm thinking, even you know when he's blind and sneaking back into the into his house when he's showering and stuff, and the mom is in the bed and stuff. That's beautiful looking for some reason to me. Like just the <laughs> angles and everything are very very cool, and you're not gonna get that in. <clears throat> a studio an english studio or american studio uh film you know you're gonna but but god you guys got it and specifically with this movie i just don't understand it it hit a tone for me and 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 look that i've just completely fallen in love with so also just even talking to you this short amount of time this is one thing i already love about you is that i feel like if you had more money to make that movie you still would have made it look like this like you still would have made it look like it fucking hurts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because obviously it sounds like you are, uh, you are a fan of that more that style aesthetically. And when it comes to horror films now, like not even just necessarily the digital look per se, but if you're going to make a movie that's brutal, it needs to look brutal. Like if you do it and you make it too, you make it too bright or you make it like you make it the, the color saturations off or something like that. Like the only movie that's been able to really pull off a brightly lit brutality has been Midsummer, And that's only, you know, in a couple of parts like that are like particularly brutal. But yeah, if you're going to make a movie that's going to look like it hurts, fucking make it look like it hurts no matter how much money is behind <laughs> you know, it. Like, I will say that I don't think there was a single person in that movie at any point that wasn't in an, some sort of either emotional or physical extreme pain. <laughs> like, I don't think those dudes, I don't think the, like the older brothers were very happy to begin with. I don't, I know the mom wasn't. Yeah. I know like the, the, clearly the couple showed up. They weren't like super stoked. Like they were nervous and fucking like, obviously not there for a great like move, you know? So like there was no, nothing was not, there was nobody not in pain the whole time. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Ricky, Ricky was dealing with his. Uh, he was a veteran. He was dealing with his PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, poor old Ned. He was having to look after his 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 sick mother. So yeah, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't great. Oh. Every, everybody was also <laughs> sweaty. Everybody was sweaty. Like, it was just, uh, the whole so, do you have anything else in the works? Do you have anything, or are you just riding this? Uh, you riding this uh, until. Yeah, like um, what we're doing, sort of um, like we we are sort of slowly starting to develop to develop stuff, but um, we really want to be able to focus on just like riding where this one is going to go. Like we want to stay 
focused on just getting this movie out as best we can because like while we love being able to do the micro budgeted stuff and doing it with our mates and all of that kind of thing we do want to start working on bigger stories and bigger budgets and that sort of thing so really hoping that through this that it can get a little bit more exposure and hopefully um, get those kinds of opportunities We'll uh, we'll do everything we can from our from our, our small stage to uh, let everybody know. When, uh... And if you're ever in Brooklyn, you know, hit us up. We have places, theaters Man. we can can have premieres. I was I was in in America um over for a month in April and, and I went to New York. So if only it was. A oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have um, like we know a lot of people that like are connected with theaters and stuff that would do premieres and like there's yeah, it'd be super fun. With like honestly horror fans in new york and new jersey and like the tri-state area up here especially they would i'm not even bullshitting because we live here like not even trying to talk it up like they would eat this type of movie people up. are gonna love this movie yeah yeah they really that's are that's hype side um so do you think you can handle the uh do you think the our sinister six uh opinion questions are gonna be um um uh, like beaten too to brutal. death too brutal for you <laughs> I'm happy for you to hit me with whatever. Okay. I think he's got these. All, All right. right. Uh, Sinister Six. First question, Freddy or Jason? Freddy. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'm um, one phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Um, I picked Jason, but I think the, uh, the third is maybe the best horror movie out of any of the franchise, both franchises. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's Nightmare just my... <laughs> I think three, three is pretty... Awesome. Um, what's the difference between thriller and horror? Thriller is just, it's for your more casual middle class viewer, I'd say. Horror's got guts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like that I like that. I like it. I like it. It's a very good answer. Uh, yeah. What horror movie influenced your taste the most? Ooh. Wow. Can't say I've ever thought of that. I suppose my favorite of all time, if I can go to the favorite, I'd have to say The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I know that the Exorcist is a, is, is a big one. Um, but the way that that movie works um, as a drama as well as a horror and to have been made, um, you know, in the mid-70s, like it's, it's to watch it now, it still stands up. And, yeah, it was. It does. The movie of all time for so long. And it still friggin' is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you so, seen quick, have you seen the trailer for the for the new one? I did. I did. I loved I'm intrigued. I didn't love the trailer, but I loved like the first uh, sorry, the last 30 seconds of it. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this right. they could have, yeah. Um anybody that picks the Exorcist for this answer, I have to ask them this question. Have you seen The Exorcist 3? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> you should. Yeah, three's I, good. Yeah. Two yeah. apparently is terrible. I haven't seen either. I should still I should watch two. Yeah, part, two. Part, no, part two. Part two is the heretic, and it's unwatchable. Don't yeah. watch that movie at all. It's like, but three is the good one. Apparently. Yeah, three the one with the like through the like hospital hallway. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exorcist it's three is it's yeah. Exorcist three is fantastic, and if you haven't seen it and you're and a big fan of the first one, you should definitely watch part three. Put it on my list. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. If you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be horror. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Erase one movie. 
I'm trying to think of something that I've seen recently that I didn't like. Oh, geez, might have to come back to that one, fellas. It's our most it's our most struggled struggled with the answer. Yeah, especially movie people who make movies have a tendency to be like, yeah, I don't know if I feel like comfortable, but like uh, but I don't know. Like then I'll something... say if I can think of one. Okay, yeah, yeah, good, <laughs> cool, okay, cool. good, good. Um, it goes it usually goes one of two ways. Either it's like this and you're like, I'm I don't know if I can think of one, or some people are like, I have so many. Like <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Yeah. 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 Um are ghosts real? I think that was our most like yeah, that's our that's our best answer. That was the best. Yeah, no. I think so. Yeah, definitely the best no. Um all right, and last one. Midsummer or hereditary? Ooh, I go midsummer. Nice, me too. You're in good cut. You're in cut. I'm a hereditary guy, but these guys are all all the midsummer. I mean, I like midsummer. I, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, we but we all love them both. Yeah, that's why they're. I haven't seen um, Bo. Have you guys seen Bo's Afraid yet? I have. Nice. Yeah. Oh, has. It. Me neither. He said it's good, huh? It is good. It's it's different as fuck, but it's it's definitely good. It's uh, the horrifying parts are horrifying, but it's definitely like it feels like that's the movie that Ari Aster like they just gave him the money and said do whatever the fuck you want and he was like oh I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a Babylon that came out recently yeah, yeah. it's just like uh, alright <laughs> Ari Aster it'll be interesting to see what he does from here like whether he sort of goes back to, to you know horror horror or if he'll sort of keep going on this like sort of absurdist yeah yeah it's kind that's of- always it, it, it either goes one either either way and yeah, generally, they if they started in horror like real strong, I tend to like lose interest when they get out of horror. Not because the, not because it's not horror, but because I don't know, it doesn't seem as important. Sure, <laughs> I mean, that's just me. Here's the here's it's the thing. Definitely I won't just me, but I'll say this about Ari Aster. Um, he is somebody that after watching Bo is Afraid especially, what I can say is that Ari Aster is very good at making people uncomfortable with his movies, whether it's through a horror lens or whether it's through an absurdist lens or whether it's through just a straight-up fucking disturbing lens because whenever anybody asks me which Ari Aster movie is more fucked up and they say Midsummer or Hereditary, I say it's neither. It's the strange thing about the Johnsons. Yeah. That's yeah. his most fucked up movie. And it's one of and it's one of his first movies, if not his first movie, and it's a short film. It's not I mean it's not like a short short, but it's short. And it is fucked up. Okay, cool. And it's not a horror movie. Not yeah. per se. It's horrifying, but it's not a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. So and then they watch it and then they come back to me, they're like, You're a dick. And I'm like, Well, you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I just the most disturbing film I've ever seen. <laughs> right. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. People thought it was disturbing when they throw old people off of a cliff in Midsummer, And I'm like, that's the only way you'd get me to that party. So like, um, <laughs> like if I knew that was going on, uh, all the, all the, all the people were like, Oh, that's so terrible. We should leave. I'd be like, Great. you'd be like, where's the paperwork for this? Cult? <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, I think that guy looks close enough in age. Can we throw that guy <laughs> off too? <laughs> um, 
Well, that was uh, excellent, excellent job on the Sinister Six. Um, you you nailed it. Um, well, now it's time for some recommendations. Um, you got anything? You got anything this week, Graham? You got any recommendations? I really don't. All right, I have one. Um, I saw it on Screenbox. I just got Screenbox, and I've been running through a bunch of stuff on there. But uh, Jessica. Oh it, yeah, it sounds like Jessica, but it's Jessica. Yeah, and I'm not sure why it's called that because nobody says it in the movie or has a list there is a jessica uh but it's about a um it's a cute little ghost horror story kind of um about stalking and and an old friend meeting a uh, a friend in the middle of nowhere it's cute i liked it a lot it's new um and then for music wait i got some good stuff i think um (laughs) I already did that last week. Uh, oh, Be Your Own Pet has a new album coming out. And I don't know if you guys ever listen to them. They're uh, like punk, uh, bratty, uh, female fronted. And now they're like older. They haven't put out an album in like 20 years or so. And now they're like older. And I think the the lead singer is now a dominatrix, but they still like sing the same stuff. But it's more like about dominatrix stuff, I think. And being a mom, it's it's really cool. Um, I like that. And I also found this dude, Brontez Purnell, who plays like very like 90s style, um, uh, just kind of rock. Um, and it's very cool. And I don't know. It's like emo It's like 90s rock. He's got an album called White Boy EP. Um, and he, he's a black dude. Uh, so that was funny. Um, and he does an amazing <laughs> cover of uh, Nirvana's aneurysm. So Brontez Purnell, uh, that's very good, too. Cool. Go ahead. Very nice. I'm done. <laughs> Jonas. Uh, uh, okay. So music, uh, the new Nas album is fantastic um, from start to finish, which is not a surprise because Nas is incredible. Um, and this is just another one in the long list of amazing albums that Nas has. Um, I went and saw Cobweb, oh. uh, which is a movie that is unfortunately not getting like any coverage right now because it came out during the same time as Barbenheimer. Uh, so... Yeah, everybody's it looked going to really see Bar- good. Yeah, dude, everybody's going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer and Cobweb fucking rules, and it's getting just buried in the theaters right now because there's just no coverage for it. Um, it's a really cool movie. It's one of those movies that like takes its time to set up what it is, and then once you know what it is, it is it all pays off, and it's fantastic. Um, the acting in it is amazing. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan especially is absolutely creepy in this movie like she's rad yeah like just way creepy um so definitely check that out if it's still in the theaters where you're at like absolutely give it some love it needs it um and it's amazing uh the physical media this week is going to be frankenhooker because it's on it's on sale right now and it rocks and get it on amazon for like a i think it's like 12 bucks right now and it's from synapse video um so yeah definitely do that um i think that's it that's all i got cool uh first i'm going to suggest uh horror business masks on uh, etsy and um 
um, Instagram, uh, friend of the show, Skinner, um, suggested them on his Instagram and I've went and looked at it and they have a really great Etsy shop of like, of cool horror masks. And, um, so, some of them are expensive, but they have also a ton of affordable stuff. Like the, the nurse from, from twilight zone and things like that is like $30 and stuff like that. And they just seem like decent folks and, uh, trying to make cool masks and I'm kind of geeked out on masks right now. So like, um, so I just horror business masks horror business actually the company that i started not the company i started but like the the the, the thing this was under horror biz so i feel like uh horror business as a misfits guy you know horror business mask uh check it out on all of the um all of the places um that i just mentioned uh i'm watching a show called the horror of dolores roach right now which is uh actually pretty fun um it's uh it's on prime it is uh it's i don't know it's a good it's a good show if you like watching some murders and some 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 fun it takes place in washington heights um and uh gentrified washington heights and uh and somebody gets out of jail and she um she comes back to gentrified and um shit goes south and uh it's a lot of fun so i suggest uh, suggest the horror of dolores roach um um music wise i'm going to suggest uh I think they're called Hannaby, and I just uh, shared it with you guys, be- to my co-hosts before this. It is a a younger Japanese female hardcore band that still is super like fun Japanese, like 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 silliness. Like like it's it's fun. It's super good. They're super entertaining. Um, I can't get I, I fell down like a rabbit hole of their TikToks and uh it's all rad and uh um they are like straight up like a hardcore band but they dress like they are sort of like like fun Japanese pop sort of and um and uh their videos are all very colorful and this and that and I'm a big fan of it. But mostly the last thing I'm going to suggest is that I am on season 4 and a half or so of Teen Wolf the television show <laughs> and I am smitten with Teen Wolf the television show. I um like it is ended up being like it's like kind of buffy, it's kind of supernatural, it's got like doctor who type villains and it has like tons of like great horror in it and like like horror stuff and like kind of like brutal horror stuff and um i slept on all that stuff when it came out and and i decided to start watching those shows and i have been like um i don't know if you like campy sort of fun fun like stuff like buffy that sort of thing you're good or supernatural or any of that kind (laughs) of shit um i don't even like supernatural that much but like but like but like if you like that sort of show Teen Wolf is your show if you haven't watched it. I thought it was going to be terrible. I kind of watched it as, and now I'm like, I don't know, this is one of the better shows I've watched in a long time. It's very good. So, um, and with that, Sam, what do you got? Well, I'm going to recommend a movie that I haven't seen yet because it's only coming out today, I believe, but it's been getting a lot of buzz. Talk to me, good Australian flick. I've been hearing a lot about that too. I'm excited. Yep, me too. That's an Australian yeah. movie too, huh? I didn't know that yeah. actually. So, shot it in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah. Um, as for music, do I get to do music too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, as much you, as you, 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 you can. You can talk for like three hours if you want. The floor <laughs> is yours. The floor is yours. <laughs> Recommend your ass off, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a classic Aussie, Aussie pub rock band, Cold Chisel. If you haven't heard of them, okay. Them 
Yep, I love chisel. That's that's really good. I'm a uh, I'm a big rose tattoo fan too. So, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, I agree. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. I, have, I actually I actually have a question for you that would turn into a recommendation. Do you have a can you think of an Australian horror movie that people probably haven't seen that is good? Thank you. I love that question. My fav one of my favorite Australian movies of all time and it happens to be a horror Razorback by Ross uh, directed by Russell Mulcahy, directed nice. by Highlander. Um if you haven't seen it it is beautiful. All right. Razorback, Razorback. I feel like I've—I I don't think I've watched it, but I feel like I've seen it. Places you've seen so, the cover for you, sure. Yeah, I've seen the cover for sure. From so. the eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like another you know like post Jaws big animal type thing. But um, the the director started out in music videos, and it's it's stunning. Razorback. Well, Sam, thank you so much uh, um, for uh, so much. And on your next, uh, on your next uh, beat the death movie, um, please come back and visit us. Any and, movie, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, give me a lot of love to Australia because, unfortunately, Australia. Sam and I were talking about this a little bit before. Um, Australia has fallen behind a little bit. They, um, they are now in, you are now in one, two, three, four, five, sixth place. Sam, how do you, how do you feel about that? Not good enough, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, New Zealand is two places ahead of you. Do you want to let New Ooh. Zealand, do you want to let Ooh. New Zealand just do that to you? Is that, is that, is that how you... <laughs> What we do is uh, we we try to steal everything good out of New Zealand. So uh, Russell Crowe and Neil, we try to claim it for our own. If we can try to claim back that spot, then I think we'll do all right. Okay. All right. All right. 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 Good. All right. Good. Uh, Big shout out to Germany still still holding in there in in fourth place and uh, or fifth place, and then uh, New Zealand still coming in at fourth place. But uh, right after Australia, we got Sweden and Turks and Caicos still holding in there. Love you, Turks and Caicos. India, Mexico, Poland, Sweden, Netherlands, France, Puerto Rico. Oh, man, people are listening to us in Puerto All Rico. The world. In Puerto Rico. My God, fuck it, man. That's, that makes me very That's happy. That's super cool. That's super cool. Switzerland, Taiwan. Brazil and Ireland all rounding off the tops. And um, so thank you all so much for, for everything um, for tuning in. Uh, we do have a Patreon. If you are interested um, at uh, AGHP 666 at Patreon, we do have some Patreon um, subscribers. And if you are one of them, you get to be listed here. Uh, as the members of the army of the goddamned Drew Muldowney, Stephanie Gurley, Katie Wiking, Chris Fortune, Alan Graham, Bacon Bits the Cat, Angela, Jasmine Pettit, Jason Lee, Jason Daniels, uh, Jake Jolly, Ron Knoblock, Kristen Pearl, Manny Velasquez, and Coleman Rosenberg. Uh, all fucking rule all fucking rule so um and if uh if any of you are struggling out in this world uh please reach out uh we all need to do this together and horror fans got to stick together and uh and uh we we will answer on the socials we've done it before so uh thank you all to uh you know for being joining us and being part of this whole thing um we will join you next time with uh maybe not as rad of a movie you know what i mean um as the movie's pretty fucking rad movie's pretty fucking rad (laughs) There's movies like it's like it, there's like 
you know, it's like like the, it was like the first time I watched Mad Max Fury Road. Like it was like, oh, this is just this, and like this is just what's <laughs> fucking happening. Um, so like, so, so go out and check it out, and uh, and um, until you see us again, uh, start some fires and break some glass. Thanks. You.